I'd like to introduce Nels and Lori Church. Welcome. <clears throat> um, I've, I've known about Nels for a long time. Um, you may have heard of the Lighthouse that was the predecessor <clears throat> of the Door of Hope Church in Fairbanks. Nels and Lori were foundational in establishing that um, many moons ago and went on to be missionaries in the Philippines and started the Philippine Bible School over there, which I've been privileged to go to, I think, three times. Dan Riccadelli and I went there, if you remember. We, we were there for a, a week of teaching and singing and had a wonderful time with all those students over there, and uh, we, we'd like to welcome you. So uh, thank, thank you for coming, and uh, we'll, we'll hear a little more later. Okay, and we also have Brother Paul over here trying to sneak yeah. in the back, sneak in, in the back row. Alrighty, well, bless God, it's always exciting to look in the brightness of the eyes of God's people <clears throat> as we come together with the anticipation of, of what, he has, what he has for us tonight. <clears throat> when we have that in our heart and you're, you're looking with that anticipation, you can be sure that God's, God's going to fill your cup tonight. So, amen. Let's gather ourselves together and let him hear from us.
Good evening. Thank you for coming. <laughs> it's great to see Paul. Good to see him tonight. It's nice to have him here. Um, I don't plan to speak for a long time. Um, but um, I did get some encouragement. Um, Rebecca's song confirmed right something that I was came with so that always helps especially when you're unsure um, but I want to start um, with uh, something that Verna shared last Friday I don't know if you all remember but um, if you don't then I'm going to remind you so don't worry um, but um, it was actually, um, let me give you a little bit of background just so that you know how much the Lord cares for his people. I don't know if it meant, I'm sure that it, I know that it meant something to, to at least some of you. It definitely did to me. But uh, uh, we had an individual not show up for opening that morning. Um, that was an opening. Uh, I know that's terrible. But... Sister Hannah was at the hospital helping her mother-in-law, so you got to give her some grace for that, yeah. Emergency room, excuses. Um, but uh, uh, so Richard actually asked a couple people if they wanted, if they had something they wanted to share, even if it was, if it was a short line. And Verna was one of those, uh, the servant that said no, but went ahead and did it. Um, she didn't think she had something, but... Uh, uh, she had the courage to get up and share anyway, which I was very glad for um, because uh, all, she, she was very, very, uh, very to the point and uh, very simple. But, you know, she started out by saying uh, the work of the Lord is to humble and prove you. That, that is his work in your life. He's to, to humble and prove you and see what's in your heart. Right. That's what it says. Um, and, and really he's doing that so that, um, so that he can, he, he can accept a soul that is arrogant and prideful. Um, and so that's why God, his desire, you know, for us is to, to be brought into his family, to be uh, made a son and, uh, and to conform us into his image. And if that's, that is his purpose, you know, he, you can't come in with your own pride and your own plans, you know, and your own ideas. So what he has to do is humble us and prove us. And then she went on to say, um, you know, the key in all this is to be still. There's grace to stand and be still. Um, <clears throat> You know, I was, and I was thinking while she was talking, um, even God, <laughs> with all his power and everything, you know, all his might and his capacity, um, doesn't like to operate on a moving target. Not that he can't. I'm sure that he's all powerful. He can do whatever he can and he can make us still. Uh, but but he, he wants a willing vessel that is willing to be still. So that he can perform his work. Um, and it, maybe it's because where I was coming from. But you know. I had a lot of angst in my heart. That night. That morning. Um, just bothered about some stuff. And just to hear God saying. Be still. Be at peace. Rest. Um, <clears throat> She said, be still my soul. The Lord is on my side. It's another good line. We need to quiet our hearts, still our souls when God is working on us. Whenever you feel a knot, that's the place. Or wherever you feel a knot in your heart, that's the place. That, that's the place to ask, ask, where are you at work, God? What are you trying to get at? 
you're trying obviously something. You're aiming at something. Uh, and um, I was just uh, struck that, that day because with all the unrest that I had in my heart, I was able to find peace and find an answer, at least comfort in the fact that God um, is still uh, performing at work and what he wants us to do. You know, the thing that we want to do the most when we're bothered about something, when we're at angst, when we're, you know, um, worked up, is we, we want to do something, right? Uh, you want to find answers. You want to go do something. And, and God says, be still. Be at rest. Um, because his work is, that, that, that's when he does, it seems, uh, the greatest work is when you're able to go beyond all the voices and all the things that want you to do something. Because God is always trying to get at something else and you know what our strike reaction is going to be like. You know, we, our impulses sometimes bring reactions out of us that, that aren't, you know, the, exactly what God is trying to get at. Uh, and then in, in Hebrews 4, um, you don't have to turn there. Hebrews 4, 9, it says, uh, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. There's still, there's still something, you know, in all this, there's still something that God is, 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 wants out of us. And that is a, a rest so that he can perform his work. <clears throat> so that he can do what he wants to do in us. Yeah, I, I do believe, you know, God is able to still our hearts. He's able to calm the seas, right? He's able to do all those things. But he is looking for a willing vessel that will, that will settle and will hold back to see what he is going to do. Um, to allow him to, to perform the work that he's doing. Because this work is, is happening on the inside. It, it's, you know, it, it's a work of the heart. Um, and all these things that get our emotions and our reactions going um, are only to deal with what's on the inside. Um, dealing with the outward circumstances, yeah, those things need to happen from time to time. But, but what's on the inside and what's happening inside of you and, and how are you allowing the work of God to, to mold your heart and to shape it into that which he's been trying to do this whole time or he is working with. He's not trying. He is working with and, and slowly seems like uh, able to shape and mold your heart through the circumstances, through the outward appearances, through your reactions, through the accusations. Um, he's shaping something in all of us that happens on the inside. Uh, and it, it, when it happens on the inside, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it brings good fruit. It's, it's for real. It stays. Um, it, it, it doesn't fade away. Uh, our outward appearances and, you know, moments of humility or pretense of humility um, goes away after the right button gets pushed. But, but when we allow the work of God... To do something um, on the inside, to do something in our souls, uh, <clears throat> that work is permanent. That work doesn't go away. That work doesn't, you know, we may not see the fruit of it that we want right now, but there's a work. We can be assured that there's a work that God is doing that, that is permanent and that will bring good fruit. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't produce the fruit as fast as, you know, what we like to see um, on the outwardly. But, there, but his, you know, his hand is at work and is performing something whether we see it or not. And, you know, that's the hard thing to, to hold on to and to have faith in, uh, especially when, when we're troubled. Because we like to see results. And, uh, and somehow we, and some, sometimes we don't see those for a long time. But, 
the, the word of God is to not lose faith when you don't see the results. Um, and that, that's an everyday commitment. <laughs> you know, that's an everyday uh, reminder that, that uh, to, to have faith in that invisible realm. Um, because we don't see it. And um, why did God make it that way, man? Sure, like have some questions someday. Why couldn't he have made it a little bit easier, right? Um, but uh, his work on the invisible uh, realm and the faith that we need to be able to see that or hold to that while we don't yet see what's happening, uh, it's, it's, it's part of the, the, the thing that he's doing in our lives today. And, and you know, it, it, it says here in, in this verse, um, he, in Hebrews 9, it says, Let us therefore, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the example of, un, after the, after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful. We haven't seen, seen the quick part of it all the time. <laughs> but that's quick in our time. You know, I always love that scripture um, about uh, Joseph. You know, it seems like years and years and years went on in prison and, you know, thrown in the pit and, you know, this and that and all that. And then it says that the word of the Lord came and he was released like that. Um, it, it just it doesn't seem quick, but when he speaks, when he is when God performs his work and he is ready to change something, man, you can't even blink. <clears throat> just astonish, you know, again, just, I, I really appreciate when the word comes and it gives you something right. It gives you life. And all of a sudden, it's almost like you, you change. Um, you came with one attitude and you don't know why or how nobody gave any answers. Nobody, you know, said, well, this is, you know, nobody waved a, a healing wand over my situation. But all of a sudden you have peace and you know that God is at work. That's quick. You know, that happens instantly and you don't even know how. But that's the work of God uh, to encourage us and to continue to draw us. To him, so that we don't get discouraged, so that we continue to hope in him and realize that you know um, that, that's the thing that we need to continue to have a lively hope that that he is performing his work and his um, you know uh, work is going on and and it's going to bring good fruit anyway. His, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and the joints and marrow. And the discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Man, that's a lot of delicate stuff that is happening. It's a good idea to be still. To be at rest. You don't want that knife cutting something else. I'm not limiting God, but he does prefer vessels that are willing and are at peace. So that he can perform the work. So he can do what he, what he set his heart to do in your life. And he requires us to wait on him. Wait on him. Man, those, we, waiting is not a favorite of ours, is it? <clears throat> We'd rather do something. But to be patient and be at peace because we know that his hand, his work is being performed in our lives. And I want to go to uh, <clears throat> um, Habakkuk chapter 3. There's some interesting verses here. Mm 
says, uh, verse 2. It says, O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy. Now, I was encouraged when I read this verse because the prophet was saying, God, in the midst of everything that is happening, in the midst of all these years that you, that seems like nothing is going on, revive your work. Revive your work in my heart. Don't let it go to waste. Don't let me lose hope. But allow me to see, allow me to know that you're still at work today. Because the, the hardest thing that, that we do, one of the hardest things that you know, I face, is to be encouraged and to know that his work is still being performed. That, that he's still at work and that he's still doing a good thing, even though I may not see it. And I like that even the, the prophet here was saying, revive the work in the midst of the years. You know, it seems like it's been a long time that we've been at this. But it's, but it's still happening. He hasn't gotten any, you know, less diffused. It has, you know, it, it's still just as alive as it was. And it's still just as real in, in, in his plan as it was when you first heard it. When you first were encouraged. When, when you were at the height of your excitement of, for, you know, for what God was doing. That hasn't changed. And, you know, um, there's a need in, all, in, in, in my heart to not lose heart of that. Not that I have to have the same fire that, you know, necessarily, at least outwardly, that I thought, you know, we were going to do something because of our intensity. Um, you know, th those things were fine and those things were for a time, but that we continue to hold fast and, 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 and believe Gabe talked about belief last week that that uh, that is still real. That, that hasn't faded away. That his intent for for this to be accomplished has not has not diminished, but is still just as alive and as strong as it ever was. We get dull. Because of the years, because of the circumstances, because of, we don't see the fruit that we like to see. Um, we actually see the opposite. <laughs> we see dryness and death. But God is encouraging every one of us individually. You know, not so much in a revival type of thing where, you know, we're all fired up. But that our hearts don't lose sight of the grace that is available to you individually so you can walk through your individual test. So you can have what it takes to, if, even if it's just one more step today, <laughs> That, that you're able to take just that one simple little step, if that's the, all the faith that you have, but that is in that step, in that going forward, in that belief that God ministers the, the life and the strength. And, and he's the one that is providing that. And he's the one that is enabling us and giving us the capacity to not draw back and to not lose <clears throat> you know the fire of what he has put in us um, and you know so it, it that's okay it's okay to to not feel like you did back in the day whenever that was for you <laughs> but what is not okay and, and, you know, God can work with that too. But what, what we're encouraged by him is, well, is yet today to again say, Lord, I know that you're able and I know that you're working.
And I know that you're doing something that is eternal. <clears throat> um, it goes on here. Um, verse. The, the, it's actually a very interesting chapter. If you ever have time to read it and, and kind of think about it, it's, it's, it's um, really good. It, it, it talks about, um, it, it gives a, a lot of a, um, uh, major, it recounts a lot of major events that happened throughout history up until this point. But it, it does it, in a, I think, in a very interesting way. You know, in, in verse uh, 7, it says, uh, I mean, verse 5, it says, Before him went the pestilence, and burning coals went forth at his feet. He stood and measured the earth, and beheld, and drove asunder the nations. And the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills did, did he bow. His ways are everlasting. It's like he, he gives an, an account of something major that happened, and then his view on it. Verse 7, it says, I saw the tents of Cushan in affliction. We all remember that. And the curtains, and the curtains of the land of Median did tremble. That, that was uh, Joshua, no, I mean, uh, the Midianites, you know. Uh, yeah, Gideon, that's what I meant. Verse 11, he goes on and says, The sun and the moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of thine arrows they went, and at the shining of thy glitters, glittering spear. Verse 17 says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, and I want you to pay attention to this if, if you can endure me for a few more minutes. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, I'm going to back up. Sorry. There's something else I wanted to catch. Verse 13, that's where I wanted to go. It says, Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people. It's talking about God, okay? And you. Even the salvation with thy anointed. Thou woundest the head of the house of the wicked. That's a good promise. By discovering the foundation unto the neck. Thou didst, didst strike through with his stave the head of his villages. So, you know, anytime that you think that the enemy is winning on you. And that he has power over you, although it feels that way. And in this realm, he may have power over you. He doesn't have power overall <laughs> over you. Because he has been struck by God. <laughs> you know, he made him really absolutely powerless. We're the ones that give him power. Verse, um, verse 15, it says, Thou didst walk through the sea with thine horses. Through the heap of great waters, when I heard, when I heard my belly tremble, my lips quivered at the voice, rottenness entered into my bones, and I tremble in myself, that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he cometh up unto the people, he will invade them with troops. That's, that's powerful. Then verse 17, it says, although the fig tree shall not blossom. That's not supposed to happen, right? The fig tree is supposed to blossom. Neither shall fruit be in the vines. Again, when Jesus came, he was looking for fruit, <laughs> right? Those things are not supposed to happen. So just catch that verse. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. And the flock shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no herd in the stalls. All those things are actually supposed to happen. But it says, even though, if that doesn't happen, verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. You know, that's the, that's the only thing that we're required to do. That when you see that there is no fruit in your circumstance, there is seemingly no going forward, no answers, that you still rejoice, that you still be thankful. 
Verse 19, the Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like Hind's feet. And he will make me to walk upon mine high places. God is not going to make you to walk on someone else's places that were insurmountable for them. He's going to allow you and give you the capacity to walk in your own high places. The places that you couldn't get through before. Even though there was no fruit. Even though you saw nothing. Even though you, you just saw walls. If you rejoice in Him and if you hold fast to Him, He will give you the feet that you need so that you will walk and you will overcome. You will go. You will be allowed to, <laughs> to not be stuck in your own difficulty, but to see the salvation of God in that circumstance, in your circumstance, not somebody else's. That too, I'm sure. But, you know, uh, the person that I'm the most concerned with <laughs> is right here, this heart. I think you all are going to be okay. I am not sure about me. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it's just your own heart is your greatest enemy. But God is greater than our heart. And He's giving us the ability and the capacity to walk through those places that we thought we couldn't. And now... I said I was going to be short, so I will try that. I, I'm in um, Psalm 61. I literally jumped up when Rebecca sang this song. Mm. Verse 2. It says, From the end of the earth, will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, you know, when my heart is overwhelmed, when you feel like you're so far down, there's one thing that you can do. That is, Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. There are a lot of places that we want to go to. There are a lot of avenues that are offering their help, <laughs> offering to give you something. But... What the Lord has put in my heart is my cry should be lead me to the rock that is higher than I. The only place that has real help that is available for me. All the other places may satisfy my need for a few moments, but they don't give the help that is necessary to completely bring salvation Real, true salvation. Not talking about being saved. We're talking about the deliverance that we need. That brings peace. And conform us into the image that God has intended from the very start. You know, there is a place of help. There is a place in Him that has deliverance. It's not, it's not fake is not made up, is not, it's real. Um, and I won't read it, but in Jonah, in Jonah 2, we're all familiar with that, but, you know, Jonah made his own grave, right? He kind of dug his own hole <laughs> by running away and, you know, saying, forget this, you know, this is the word of God, I'm going this way. And um, isn't it amazing that God didn't give up on him. Um, even though John, I mean, Jonah probably deserved it, just like we, we do many times. And God in His grace and His mercy stayed with him. And then, you know, um, I didn't, did I write it down? Maybe I did. Nope. It's fine. We, we're all very familiar with it. But, you know, it says that 
from the depths of the sea. I, I do want to look it up, actually. Sorry, because the, the, it's just so clear about where Jonah, how Jonah was feeling and how deep down he was. And sometimes we don't talk to God because we feel that we, we're, we're just too far down, <laughs> too deep into the mire. Verse 2, it says, And he cried, and he cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. He was amazed. For thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the sea, and the flat floods compassed me about, and thy billows and thy waves passed over me. This was for real. Then said I, I am cast out of thy sight. Yet, like that yet, I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters can pass me about, even to the soul. The depths close me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. Man, is that ever true? Sometimes this, they're so wrapped so tight around you that it's hard to hear anything else. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. It felt like it was going to be forever. You feel stuck forever. You're not going to be delivered. This, this, I can't help it. That's how Jonah felt. I like that. He felt like it was going to be forever. There was going to be, there is no hope. Nothing is going on. I'm at the, literally at the bottom of the sea. Yet has thou brought up my life from corruption. Oh, Lord, my God. Thank you, God, that it doesn't, that even though I, I'm at the bottom, I'm at the lowest, you brought up my life out of that corruption. You know, I love it when I'm in the right mind that God, it seems like he works in, um, um, what's the word? Uh, he, out, of, out of bad, he makes good. Out of death, he brings life. What's that word? The, he works in opposites. <laughs> at your lowest, at your darkest, God brings life. Out of corruption, he brings you out into incorruption. That's something to hold on to and to have hope for. Amen. What a blessing to come home and hear the praise come to this level. And uh, it, the Psalms, the Psalms tonight were prophetic Psalms. And if you get a chance, those of you who sing, it would be good to listen to them because we're not just singing scripture, we're singing the cutting edge of the word. It should be a prophetic thing so that everybody in the house understands that God has spoken that to you and it's not just a good thought. Uh, too often the, the word comes from a good idea or a good thought and when that happens we don't go anywhere. What a, it was like a, a tremendous uh, uh, chorus back there. The musicians were together. They were beautiful. It's a joy to see that, to walk in here. Anyway, Paul. Do I have to put this on? Um, when I was driving in here, I was on the phone with Janae. Uh, and as I was driving in the farm, I was, I was describing, I'm going by, I'm going by the bluffhouse, and I'm parking in the driveway, the tabernacle's right there. I'm going to go in and I'm going to see all my wonderful family. And uh, I, I told her, churches, the service starts at 6.30, so it's late there, but she turned it on and she watched the worship. And I went up there and when I got back to my seat, I texted her, said, honey, I forgot how powerful the worship is in this place. Like I, I knew what I was going to expect, but the privilege of just standing you know, up there in the corner. It was a little unusual tonight. It was, 
almost blew the roof off. It's a good thing you have good carpenters around. <laughs> but she, uh, she said, I watched it, and she said, Paul, if I was standing there, I would have just had tears rolling down my face. She wants everybody to know how much uh, she loves and misses you all. I called the boys when I was on my way here, told them I was coming. They go, oh, yeah, Dad, say hi to whoever, whoever you can. All my boys are, um, they're, they're kind of Chris, Chris Brown's height. I saw Chris, and I was afraid. <laughs> Uh, it, it's, it, it's really wonderful to be here. And when I was coming in, I've had uh, over the past couple of weeks that um, I, I, I attended a, a friend's uh, outdoor furnace for him while he went to, uh, on vacation. And one day I miscalculated because the weather went way, way, way down. And I have to go way out in the country to fill this thing. So I got there and I opened the door up. And this goes along with what Fabian was saying. And it was a bed of coals and there was no life pretty much at all so I took the I took the stoker and I and I pulled all the coals forward and deep down on the very bottom everyone that's done a fire knows what I'm talking about there was some coals and the fan kicked on and the wind blew across those coals and all of a sudden fire came back to life and then put, then I put wood on the fire and then it went back to what I was doing. And while I was doing it, I was thinking some of the same thing. Like, man, sometimes you look at somebody, sometimes I look at myself like, the Spirit of God is just not firing right now. <laughs> it's like, Lord, I don't, I don't even feel life in me at all. But it's, down, it's in there because over the years, I fed the flame. Uh, and then sometimes it dies down again. I don't know if it's a season where you can't find wood. I don't know what it is, but um, the, 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 analogy, the analogy goes through. On the other side, it's almost like the, my life is two fires. There's another fire that I could feed, and that fire will consume me body, soul, and spirit, and there will be nothing left of Paul, and that's uh, anything that's not of God. Don't feed that fire. Let those coals die down. Feed the other one. Let the spirit, the wind of the spirit, flow through and ignite that. And just keep feeding it fuel. So, anyway, I love seeing you guys. I'm not going to be able to say hello to everybody because I got to get back to my grandfather. By the way, he's doing all right. Um, he is climbing the stairway to heaven. <laughs> he doesn't have much longer to live here. But uh, last night I was able to. Um, get him to agree to let me video him, video him telling his life story as to how he, oh yes, it's beautiful. Um, it was, it was a trick. I, like I had to trick him into doing it, but he knows that it was done. And, and so, and, and he, he, uh, he, he, he gave us a, a eulogy of everything that has gone on in the Basilica family. By the way, he's, He's the only Basilega alive that is alive for five generations. That's impressive. Yeah. So, but I love all of you. If I don't get to say hi to some of you, Janae says hi to you. Okay. All right. Let's stand. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you that you are the glory and the lifter of our heads. That you bring life out of death. You bring light out of darkness and you shine that light right back into wherever the other darkness is. Uh, Lord, give us the, the strength to carry on, to continue to do your will. Hold us up when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Um, and let us go forward in your name with confidence and joy. Therefore, with joy shall we draw waters out of the wells of salvation. And in that day, which is this day, I'm going to say praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.